I'm watching uh I'm watching Scarface like I do once uh once a month. It's my yeah. favorite movie. Uh <laughs> I'm doing push-ups. I'm listening to put push it to the limit and my favorite scene in the movie reminds me of our the episode we did with uh Parafan about uh money laundering and it's yeah. like I love it when Tony is making so much money he he doesn't ha- know how to wash it fast enough. And uh, Oliver Stone does this brilliant job of showing us that Tony's talking to like the uh, a 100% white bread American uh, banker in Miami, and uh, he he's Tony's like I need to give you more money. You got you got to wash my money faster. And the guy is like, Well, we're gonna have to take uh, more of a cut, more of a percentage, Tony, if you want to keep moving your money. Oh, see, I didn't rec- remember that scene. It's been. It has been at least 15 years since I watched Scarface. Yeah. Sure. Uh, probably probably the same period that it was on like a dorm roommate's wall. Yeah. Like one of those one of the giant posters, you know, but yeah. that's that's a real that's a real aspect of it. Those guys always had the best bongs. The guys that's, with, well, the, they, with the, with the, with the scar- if you have always, a Scarface poster, you have the best bong in the entire dorm. That's yeah. Or you have a suitcase and you open the suitcase and inside there's a foam padding with molds for all of your uh, glass pipes and (laughs) chillums. Oh my god. Yeah. Or uh, yeah. I mean, well, they have the poster, but also they just sell weed. Like they're they're just selling weed. Like sure. The guy with the Scarface poster is selling weed, not coke. (laughs) The coke guy, you don't know that he's selling coke. (laughs) No, he's quiet as kept. The weed guy's yeah. real loud. Yeah, I got weed. <laughs> he's got like fifth, he's got like fifteen different types of air sanitizer, and like like a really high like a really nice towel like a beach towel that he got on vacation with his parents in Bali, and he uses that to cover up the door. You know. Ah, uh, so here's this is funny. This reminds me of uh, I think it was Donald Trump's grandfather. Uh, ended up uh, going out west because of the gold, uh, gold rush, or maybe, yeah. and uh, yeah. but he wasn't out there trying to trying to get gold. He was out there building uh, brothels and halfway houses for workers <laughs> who needed housing on their on their trek out there. So in the same way, you know, so yeah, the big money's in the weed, but uh, you can still make an honest living off the air fresheners and the glass pieces. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that is like the that there is like an old adage, you know, like if you want to if everyone's looking for gold, get into the business of selling shovels. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, that's such a good one. How do you yeah. make a cut? How do you make a cut off of the uh what's your fee? What's your taste? Yeah. Yeah, it, it it's like uh it, it's it's literally being middlemen and <laughs> it's also a f- weird funny precarious way of doing it because if you were to literally get in the middle of a drug lord and say aha you must give me some of your money they would uh decapitate you but then if you cloak yourself behind the veal of the veil uh of you know banking regulation they're like ugh, fine you get one percent of my money you know like and then that that that's how it works so we are. Th- that is a good segue into what we're talking about uh, today. <laughs> we are 
talking explicitly about what the example that Danny was talking about, uh, which is uh, part of this uh, huge expose called the FinCEN Files investigation that BuzzFeed did uh, in collaboration with a group called the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists. Yes. And they uh, did some really hardcore reporting. And today on Ponzi Scream, we are not going to talk about all the details. We're going to let those people do uh, the hard work. We're just going to have fun with it, guys. (laughs) Yes, that's uh, a do my homework for me. Yeah, we are. They are They're They're doing the gold mining and we are selling the shovels of the hot takes. Oh my God! Yeah, and mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that. I love that. I Wait, love that. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> that was kind of all right. Uh, and so this is called the FinCEN files. So this is more than. Um, so the whole thing is based around American banking law, which, uh, if you guys remember the episode that we did with Daniel J. Parafan, uh, he talked about suspicious activity reports. But really, uh, that was that was kind of. Uh, he was really talking about it on a micro level, which is anti-money laundering provisions, right? Mm-hmm. So he talked about, in theory, if someone wanted to uh, avoid anti-money laundering provisions, here's how you do it. And he was very, very helpful. Uh, and <laughs> in, in, cleaning, in, in cleaning money. <laughs> yeah. in, clean, in cleaning money, uh, the best way to do it is to have a leftist podcast uh, <laughs> to, to launder, yeah. your, launder your gold money through. And... But mostly, uh, so on a higher level, though, when there's high-level transactions, uh, a when there is under American law, when there is suspicion, uh, suspicion that that there is some sort of uh, bad stuff going on, some money laundering, mostly, right? Uh, they will file a what is called a bank will file what is called a suspicious activity report, uh, and money laundering is. The crime that allows all other crimes to happen is uh, kind of the way that it's uh, well well put uh, from someone at somewhere. Probably someone told me that at a bar. David, that, the problem isn't problem the problem in cocaine isn't making the money. That's the easy part. The problem is washing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do I get me. all of these dirty bills from Ohio back to Mexico City? <laughs> I wish I wish the listener could see the Gabe visual right now, which is very it's exactly how that voice that was a very it was it's like, how can I do this? It was it was perfect. It was it was it was wonderful. See, this uh, is that, that's all com- that scene is coming back to me because beforehand when I think of Scarface, I just think of like the drugs and guns and boobs. Like, I don't actually mm. remember the scene where he was talking about the white-collar crime. Hey, baby, the guns the, the guns, the drugs, the booze, that's just the ice cream. And Ollie Stone <laughs> is trying to give you the medicine pill and the ice cream, baby. Yeah. And that pill is <laughs> yeah. oh. follow the money, which is also the theme of The Wire. Follow the money. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, I think that I think that Scarface, the big takeaway, was uh, the, the inadequacies of the Suspicious Activity Report. <laughs> You mean the SAR? The SAR. 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 What a very unfriendly name for this, uh, for this file. Yeah. No. <laughs> this uh, secret uh, redacted file that you can't get through freedom of information requests. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, uh, so the SAR. And the, the, the corruption is spreading like a global pandemic. 
Much, yeah. Much like <laughs> SAR. Uh, yeah, I'm go- I'm I'm gonna go ahead and file this SAR COVID one nine report. Yeah, it's great. It's great. <laughs> so the uh, basically this this is about uh, the FinCEN files. So basically, so a suspicious activity report is where a bank thinks that there is some uh, chicanery going on in their whatever transaction they are facilitating, and because mm-hmm. American banks, because the United States uh, treasury and the U.S. dollar is the fiat currency. It's the global currency that's used in international transactions. Uh, you have to have, oftentimes, when you are doing an international transaction, you have to have an international. You have to have an American bank involved, uh, but not always. Sometimes you'll yes. have a, sometimes you'll have a German bank. Sometimes you'll have uh, a Hong Kongese bank. I don't know if that's the right demonym. Sometimes you'll have a, a Chinese bank. Sometimes you'll have a Singaporean bank. Whatever and. Uh, they mostly are facilitating these sorts of transactions, and when they do, they collect a little cut off the top, and just a little, just a little, a little something, bit. just a little, just a little something. something. Yeah, and because that, as a part of doing the business of uh, these international transactions and getting away with it cleanly, they have to. That's their role in the transactions, the facilitation, and. If they see something suspicious, what they can do is they can file what is called a suspicious activity report, send it to the United States government, and then let the transaction proceed anyways. It's uh, you know what it is? It's like a whisper snitch. It's like yeah, yeah, Uncle yeah. Sam, I don't know if you should be looking at this, but uh I think something suspicious is happening. And then still getting rich off of it. Like, yeah. there's no incentive for them to actually uh, aggressively flag anything. Oh, it's the coolest thing. It's so cool. Like, it's a, it's a win-win for the banks, 100%. Yeah. It, it's, it's incredibly goofy because it's just like if you worked at, like, a small business and, like, all of the employees had a system for working as little as possible, but in the corner of the employee a like break room there is a small box that says like suggestions you know or like help, <laughs> help helpful things and you know the boss will basically look at it and just eye it to make sure that there is a vis- visible pieces of paper coming out of it and as long as he sees the paper then he it's all oh, it's it's all fine things must be taken care of so all the employees just make sure that they put one blank paper in there every day and as long as it looks full then it's it's fine you know yes i mean the the banks just need to file the reports and then once they do that their job ends they have no their what if if you're a compliance officer at jp morgan or at deutsche bank or uh, one of these other big firms that's mentioned in this bank of new york uh, you just have to file an SAR, and you send that along to the federal government through to this uh, agency called FinCEN. And mm-hmm. once you do that, you don't really need to do anything else, which is amazing. It's the cover your ass provision. So it's the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, which is, which is an agency within the tre- Treasury Department. You just have to file that to cover your ass, and then... There's nothing. There, there's uh, and they get the FinCEN will get millions 
of these suspicious activity reports, uh, makes them available to U.S. law enforcement agencies and other nations' financial intelligence operations, and it has a little report. Uh, but what it does not do, this is from the BuzzFeed directly, what it does not do is force the banks to shut the money laundering down. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you, you can't, uh, yeah, man, it doesn't work if you do it like that. <laughs> Insane. I mean, they may as well just be a podcast. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's no enforcement mechanism. Just like, just <laughs> imagine, yeah, like imagine if like there wasn't a Democratic Party, there was just like the Daily Show. And that's basically what Finn yes. says. Where it just mm-hmm. goes in, it points this thing out, it points out this hypocrisy, and then, or points out this illegality, and then does has no enforcement mechanism to stop it. It just says, like yeah (laughs) like that's crazy and that's like mostly what fincen does and the thing is is that there has been an increased an increase in suspicious activity reports that have happened and meanwhile uh i i can't remember exactly how much but uh since a fair amount of time maybe in the past 10 years fincen's staff has decreased by 10 percent yeah that sounds about right (laughs) They're not even they're they're getting smaller. They're getting smaller. I didn't even uh, and, know they existed though, up until this article came out on BuzzFeed. Yeah. Oh, I certainly uh had no fucking clue. Like nobody's <laughs> running around with a FinCEN uh t shirt. Like you got, you know, you've got dudes with the FBI t shirt, you've got dudes with the fire department t shirt. No <laughs> yeah. FinCEN t shirts. Yeah. 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 I mean, I yeah. was I was into FinCEN before anyone else knew about it. It was pretty cool. Uh, back in the yeah, day, you know, <laughs> I was I was at that I was at that first show. Yeah, where you know, there's only 50 people in attendance of the Finchen show, but half the people in the audience ended up founding their own regulatory agency. Um, yeah, yeah, you've got you've got a copy of the Finchen uh, bylaws on on vinyl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, just one just one tired and dejected New York souvenir sh- store shop owner at like literally Wall Street. With like a hundred of these, just sort of like, God damn it, New York Seven, God fucking damn it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd be really curious what the FinCEN, like the thin blue line, like what color would it be? Uh, I'd imagine it would be green. Uh, it has to be it's green. green. It's green, baby. It's green. green. <laughs> the thin green line would be the finan- the financial cops. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so corny and horrible. Uh, okay, so. Anyways, the investigation uh, shows uh, a lot of big big players involved. Okay, J.P. Morgan Chase, HSBC, Standard Chartered, Deutsche Bank, BNY Mellon uh, continue to move money for suspicious criminals. Uh, there are things like international sports. Uh, some of the things involved were FIFA, uh, the, the Olympics. Duh. Yeah. No <laughs> one is surprised by FIFA or the Olympics being completely yeah, corrupt yeah. organizations. Hollywood entertainment, luxury real estate, Nobu sushi restaurants. Nice. Uh, I think we talked about Nobu in a, in a previous episode. It always seems sketchy to me. And basically, oh, oh, they, they, but they, but like at five feet away from any financial crime is mediocre sushi, David. Every time, <laughs> every every single time. Uh, so this is more than two hundred thousand transactions. Encompassing, uh, encompassing two trillion dollars 
in transactions between 1999 and 2017. You know what came out in 1999? The Matrix. Think about that. Nice. Suspicious. And why? Yeah. So there is. This all kind of went go looking into all this data. Basically, BuzzFeed News and their research team looked at internal bank data, thousands of pages of public records, hundreds of interviews with sources across the globe, dozens of Freedom of, in- Freedom of Information Act filings, five public records lawsuits, and requests from three federal courts to unseal records. So it sounds like this is a, a continuing uh, a case that's unfolding. You know, the, the situation on the ground is dynamic and fluid. And we're going to get more breaking news from the FinCent uh, story. Yeah, there's a lot to go through. Uh, just to kind of look at some of the... So the, in, the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists looked... Has been writing one-off stories from all of this stuff. I mean, this is kind of like the Panama Papers uh, on, on cocaine. I mean, it, it is just... Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it has stepped up a little bit. And so they're ta- they'll be talking about uh, mystery company ties accused temple raiders to the art world elite. U.S. Treasury Department abandoned yep. major money laundering case against Dubai Gold Company. Uh, and I read that article, and that was because of politics, because President Trump recognized that, uh, or the United States government recognized that Dubai was an ally. Uh, how banks helped Venezuela's, quote, oligarchs extract billions. Uh, a lot of this is Venezuelan uh, oligarchs are using whatever money they're co- getting into that should be going to uh, you know, international aid or something like that, or uh, I can't remember exactly all the specifics, but they're using that uh, for just to pocket it themselves, right? And U.S. banks are uh, involved in the entire transaction. Uh, there are things like Standard Chartered moved money on behalf of Al-Zaruni Exchange, a Dubai-based business that was later accused of laundering cash on behalf of the Taliban. Ever heard of them? Mm. During the years that Al-Zaruni was a Standard Chartered customer, Taliban militants staged violent attacks that killed civilians and soldiers. Uh, and righteously so. We applaud <laughs> our freedom fighters in Afghanistan. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I think... Um, what is particularly telling about this article is not that they are, you know, continue, that there's like, oh, my gosh, all this crime is happening. That's crazy. Uh, you know, I think maybe cynically so, you know, we all assume that the, the crime is happening. But what is interesting about it is how publicly, like, you know, quote unquote, shamed these companies were before and how like they were in many cases given fines of like you know billions hsbc in like 2013 2014 they got fined two billion dollars essentially i think it was one of the biggest like you know penalties essentially for their participation in laundering uh, mexican drug money essentially that mm-hmm. was it was a, it was a big deal it was a big thing and everything it was it was it was a netflix episode on dirty money essentially and um the whole idea behind that is like wow we're finally kind of accounting for this sort of and meanwhile it's just business as usual for these banks it's like it, you can't catch up 
you know, uh, the, you the enforcement. Yeah, you can't catch up. The, the enforcement isn't isn't there. It's like synthetic uh, marijuana, you know, where it's like every time they outlaw one one strain of this thing that makes people fucking jump off buildings, they ch- they they change it by a little bit. And then like that's a completely legal new thing. Analog drugs. Yeah, that's what yeah, it is. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. you know, ways that they could get around this are right now. It just sounds like the SARS are when you've got a light. Uh, a camera but on a traffic light and it's taking photos of everybody speeding but they're not giving out tickets for the people who are speeding another yes. way to uh right. And, right. but this is something that could be stopped all you have to do is prosecute the ceos of banks that green light these um unscrupulous and unsavory transactions with uh child traffickers around the world or uh yeah. temple raiders or uh the the fronts for terrorist organizations Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah Deutsche, do, do, Deutsche Bank, uh, Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I, I'm glad that you brought up. I'm glad that you brought up Deutsche Bank because the frequent filers of suspicious activity reports. And remember, it costs nothing for these banks and institutions to file an SAR, and uh, they're filed by nearly 90 financial institutions. The 10 banks where it was the most common, overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, <laughs> was Deutsche Bank. Like. <laughs> Deutsche Bank filed 982 SARs for $1.3 trillion. <laughs> That's so... I just... What What do you do if you are an employee at Deutsche Bank? Because at this point, it's just sort of like you get hired. You're some sort of like, you know, regulatory enforcement person. And your supervisor is just sort of like... uh Oh uh, yeah, you can file these things if you want. And then you, you meanwhile you see like a man with a twirly mustache walking out of the bank with a dollar sign bag and you're like, "Do you want me to file that?" And then the manager's like, "I don't I don't give a shit, man. Just, <laughs> I'm just here for the coffee. I don't hey, I don't I don't fucking care, dude." I'm just I'm just here to get my my German ska band off the off the ground. I'm gonna, yeah, exactly. I'm going I'm going I'm going to be out of this job real soon, man. Banking is not my real passion. Uh, yeah. And so then the next one is BNY Mellon. They have 325 SARs, 64 billion. Okay. I mean, th- the, the, the move down from 1.3 trillion to 64 billion. billion. The, the next biggest in, in total assets amount um, flagged, JP Morgan Chase actually had 107 SARs, but the transactions themselves were bigger, 514 mm-hmm. billion. So even the next biggest one. Uh, was uh, Deutsche Bank was over half? I mean, over sorry, over double what J.P. Morgan Chase was bringing in in terms of amount of money being flagged. Dude, go uh, with so, the name that you know and trust. That's what I always say. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're an arms dealer on the black market, go with Deutsche Bank. Yeah. If yep. you if you are not going with Deutsche Bank, you are the biggest sucker on earth. I'm, I don't understand <laughs> why you wouldn't. Uh, do that they're just they're 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 experts at this sort of thing and to think wirecard uh could have bought them uh as uh, yeah uh, so recently uh so then there's also a few amounts of different types of suspicious activity reported uh for example they look at uh the buzzfeed people looked at it's in precious metals it's in finance it's electronics petroleum commodities and again, Deutsche Bank just racking up numbers on all fronts. And so 
happy for them. It's coming from every single state in the United States, more than 170 countries and territories, not including, it does not include Bhutan or Laos or Somalia. Surprisingly, it doesn't include Somalia. That's actually, I was... Uh, Somalia, Somalia's got like their 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 crime is very analog. That's you know we're talking about pirating. We're talking yeah. about you know <laughs> we're talking about fishing fishing uh, fishing schemes. Yeah, all right. Man. You know, yeah, like yeah. they're, lot of, they're like, the, they're why, the why would crimes. why would you sully your good name with electronic crimes? That's so like true. that's yeah. Do the do the good stuff. Do the, yeah. do the right do the right and true thing. All right. It's very locally uh, sourced there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So the person subject locations, um, the highest number of people who are the subjects of these SARs uh, is in the United States and then Russia and then the United Kingdom and then China. But really, overwhelmingly, it's the United States. 259 suspicious activity reports filed by Americans. But then if you look at organization subject locations, which is much, much the, far more. Uh, of these are about organizations. Uh, the first country territory is the United Kingdom with 622 filed against organizations therein. Then the United States, 435. And then it gets interesting because it gets all, it starts getting into all these tax havens, right? It gets into the British Virgin Islands. Oh, Island. yeah. It gets into the British Virgin Islands. It gets into Cyprus, Hong Kong, and the UAE. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then Russia at the very end because they're cool. All places I want to visit. Yeah. 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 We should have a, we should have a, a company vacation to, you know, to the British, <laughs> British Virgin Islands. Oh, my God. I'd love to go to Trinidad and Tobago. That would be great. Uh, uh, Pon- Ponzi Scream is looking for an angel investor who uh, <laughs> would like to send us to uh, sunny Cyprus. Also, I should, ma- I should clarify, I think literally every single somali pirate is better than all these people all right they are better morally speaking (laughs) than Mm -hmm. any banker ever all right they are much better people (laughs) yeah and and they're better and they're better than the regulators who are supposed to be stopping them yeah i mean the the this is what i when i my first thought in reading this was this is the complete neoliberalization of banking enforcement you Mm -hmm. are completely abdicating even the enforcement channels to the banks themselves. They file the reports and then nothing happens. There is no actual government oversight. They just have to kind of disclose it and then share it with people. But there's no, uh, it, it is a, it is a complete, uh, what, what do they call it? Where there is a sector that just overcomes an agency Right, where an agency just gets end up being dominated by the sector it is supposed to regulate. Right. The, the f- oh well, well I was going to add to that, David. Why is it that um, they that these uh, documents even were exposed in the first place? I'm surprised that they saw the light of day, because SARS don't have to be disclosed to the public. Right, they're not supposed to be disclosed to the public. So, so was this I- like a WikiLeak type uh, treasure trove of? of secret documents that landed on the laps of BuzzFeed reporters? Yes. In short, uh, this was, this is something that is actually being looked at by the department of justice because it is a crime to disclose suspicious activity reports. Oh, what? that's so, fu- Oh, Oh yeah. And like, dude, the, their line, they had, of course, like the most 
basest, you know, like child brain uh, line that they always give with this stuff, which is like, by disclosing these documents, you are endangering United States lives, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just the dumbest, it's like the most boilerplate horseshit that they always trot out, you know? Like, they, and it's like, look, you wanna like, you wanna say that when like Edward Snowden leaks, you know, um, what, what, all the stuff that he leaked. It's like, okay, maybe that, at least that makes sense in context to you saying that. But it's like, what do you mean you're endangering American lives by exposing that banks are fucking frauding people? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, if, if the name of the bank agent who uh, flagged the suspicious activity is on the document, then that would be uh, that that would be the person to execute. Right. That's the That's person true. to assassinate. So you don't want to. Yeah. In, in a parody sense, but yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. Uh, not, not, but I'm not saying I would do that. I'm saying some temple raider might send somebody out to to take yeah, care of that. Some freedom banker. fighter, yeah, raider, whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Taliban yeah. freedom fighter. I love yeah. that. And uh, so, so there's that. But then the other like kind of horseshit uh, excuse that is given around not revealing these things is, oh well, if uh, it will disincentivize bankers from reporting suspicious activity yeah yeah that so, is so dumb that's so <laughs> dumb <laughs> if I'm we sorry. it's just insane yeah if we reward them for doing it then they'll be disincentivized from doing it like but if we reward them for doing something that means nothing and will lead to nothing of course they're going to do that like it is bullshit to think that they like of course you're going to file something and send it over to the government when it is no skin off your back. It means nothing. These mm. SARs that they file, nothing happens with them. So <laughs> when FinCEN's general counsel said the disclosure of SARs can make banks less willing to file them, which could mean that this is the direct quote that they said, which could mean law enforcement has fewer potential leads to stop crimes. Uh, that is uh, just the dumbest thing I've ever, and just so bad faith, uh, a way of thinking about suspicious activity reports because they are sending these SARs, nothing is happening with them. And then when that gets exposed, the government blames the exposers because they said that that could have prevented things from being, from happening. But it, it I mean, it, it's like, a, it's like a Jill Stein, uh, you know, sort of cop out, uh, you know, or, or sort of blame, you know, blaming someone. It's like Jill Stein didn't make Hillary not go to Wisconsin. The BuzzFeed, yeah. you know, BuzzFeed exposing the FinCEN files did not prevent FinCEN from actually enforcing the FinCEN files and the suspicious, suspicious activity reports. They're calling out the inadequacies, excuse me, they're calling out the inadequacies of this regulatory body, of the person who ultimately holds the responsibility to do the work and then they're getting blamed for exposing them. I mean, just absolutely absurd logic. Yeah, it's uh, it, it it's. <laughs> I just like again. I I I want to know. I really wish. I really wish we could talk to a Deutsche Bank employee or just somebody who files these. Like, what is what is your life like to 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 experience this and 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 to do this? Is it is it such a thing where you're being closely monitored? 
and people are asking you, like, did you file an SAR? Did you file an SAR? You know, and you have to be like, no, no, I was on Facebook. Ah, you know, like, you know, or whatever. <laughs> or or is it, do they just not care? Like, is it just so blind? Like, you could, do, like, yeah, this is never going to be followed up with. Look, I think it's entirely uh, on the hands of the uh, CEOs. The responsibility rests there because when I, when like an individual employee, you can feel justified saying, look, I reported the suspicious activity. That's what I saw happening. And, uh, there's no one, no one cares. So, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. I write, uh, I write the ticket, but if like, you know, I'm a cop and this, this parking, this person's like violating some parking, but you know, uh, is double parked. I write the ticket, but it's up to someone else to enforce the payment of that ticket. So that's kind yeah, of how following, I see you're following the, the chain of command. Yeah, and it's like uh, the fact that all of these transfers were greenlit to go uh, across national borders is uh, in the hands of the CEOs of these companies or these banks, right? So you got to slap the. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was in one of the articles they said you got to slap the silver bracelets on them. Slap you know? some bracelets. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it, it it's it's very telling. Um, by the way they're reacting, that this does actually mean something because, um, you know, leaking, you know, uh, stuff that's like leaked to the press and what have you. I mean, very often that kind of stuff is, I, I mean, it's literally like the CIA or like the FBI or whatever, like, or or the, the White House disclosing the information that they want to get out. The fact that they are reacting so negatively, you know, it's very much, a, you know, uh, the the lady pro- do- doth protest too much, you know, <laughs> over totally. over this over the totally. situation. Totally, and 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 the it is a a budgetary issue and a budgetary decision that we have deprioritized FinCEN enforcement. Uh, and this is not unique in other aspects of financial regulation. The SEC has been on a hiring freeze for uh, quite some time. Last time I checked, and it's not like financial crimes are going away, right? As the economy grows, you should be having, and from my understanding at least, you should be at least having financial crime enforcement and regu- you know, uh, economic regulatory enforcement to grow with GDP growth or something like that. I don't know. Maybe just sure. a, at a bare minimum, right? And if you really want to crack down on it and actually have some sort of uh, capitalism that operates uh, in a way that doesn't create these sort of incentive structures for financial crimes and thievery and money laundering and child sex trafficking, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, then you need to actually uh, be be ramping up enforcement. Uh, and, we, we, and we just don't do that. Yeah. Sick. So right yeah. now, Vincent just has like a Lester Friedman character who's uh, painting miniature houses in a sub-basement of the treasury department. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and, and meanwhile, there's just, I mean, like it's, it's always that it's not that we want, uh, law enforcement. We don't want law enforcement to exist. It's, we don't want cops just to be like arresting low level, like petty thievery and like marijuana smoking in like, jurisdictions where it's actually legal to do so you want to have cops like lester friedman and especially on the financial side there's just no 
there there ain't none of that. And I I, I fully think that ultimately the culpability lies with with, with FinCEN. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and and think about think about. I mean, we talked about it, you know, very briefly about when when Daniel was on. It's like think about the the comparison where it's like if you deposit ten thousand dollars into your regular ass checking account, a fucking little uh red red you know like alert button goes off and says, uh oh, this person they got ten thousand bucks. Some shit's going down. Uh oh, uh oh. Meanwhile, if you deposit a million dollars all the time and it's coming from the Sinaloa region of Mexico. <laughs> they're they're like, yeah, I guess we'll flip the it's a problem switch and oh, whatever, you know. The right. disparity is is, is 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 insane. Well, because ultimately the big transactions under like undergird global capitalism and financial capitalism there's no yes yes it, it is everyone they think of it as if you overlook it and if you actually start to enforce it then it's going to harm quote growth uh for for uh the select global class of people and that will end up affecting it trickling down and affecting everyone else i mean the, the entire <laughs> thing is undergirded by a financial capitalism that incentivizes and creates these whole things and because the United States government has this fiat currency where our currency is the most important currency on earth, American elections are the most important elections on earth. Uh, Damn. There is, <laughs> and they are completely corrupted. They're, uh, they're totally based on an esoteric slave system. And if you want to Yo, have- Yo, shout outs to the Electoral College. What? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. If you want to have any sort of global financial regulation, it all has to pin on who the president of the United States is, which is absolutely insane. It's wow. uh, it's it, it's cool. It's cool. It's real. I love it, and I'm sure it will get better sooner. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I mean, it's going to be everything's fine. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, that sounded like a great final thought. Uh vote or die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Truly, truly vote or die. Yeah. Um. I mean, the, I mean the the ICIJ talks about how all of this does disproportionately hurt poor people and like the global poor. Uh so for many people, uh vote or you will uh, you know, you're going to hurt all these starving children in Africa that you seem to care about so much. Um, so yeah. it's all cool stuff. Feeling good about it. I'm I'm stoked about it. We're gonna are, are we gonna keep talking about this these FinCEN files? Uh, I'm sure they'll come up in in in, in more in, in more depth, especially as all this information comes out. You know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, this was yeah. just like a nice uh, amuse bouche for anybody who wants to uh, to do a, a full course or a plato fuerte of FinCEN <laughs> information. Plato fuerte later. Yeah, I love that name. Yeah, that's a mm -hmm. great name. Uh, so Strong we'll, plates, uh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll we'll post uh, the links to the initial BuzzFeed article, the ICIJ. Uh, in the meantime, uh, like, listen, and subscribe. Love you guys. Please, uh, thank you. And uh, take care. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye. Love it.